The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Hey, Holly. Hi. Holly to you, too. He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks or something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel of these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say. See, we're on a mission. Trying to find a way. If you and me make a guarantee. How's it? And welcome to Living the Aloha Life, podcasting Pono on the 808. I'm Wade the Poe Man Fishman, and we have... Big Island Chris. That's right. And... Sam. Sammy. Sammy the science teacher. Yes. Right on. That's awesome. Now, we guys coming in from... Chris is a big supporter of the podcast, and obviously from the Big Island. Yep. From how, Big Island. How you doing, man? It's good to finally meet you. Yeah, great to meet you, too. Yeah, yeah. How's everything going? Uh, Tell us know, about how you got here. What are you doing here right now? Uh, I'm here right now because, well, obviously do the podcast yeah but um, my friend steve's here <laughs> right and uh, uh he's visiting from portland and came over to uh oahu for a couple of days and uh then we're gonna head hey, back steve. tomorrow 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so just doing a little mini vacation. Yeah, right on. And then we're going to go out later and uh, maybe get some lunch and show you a little bit of the island. Yeah. Now, Sam, you've already seen the island. So. <laughs> you've probably seen it a million times already. <laughs> have you done a lot of things around here? I mean, have you been able to find time to explore in between teaching and all that? Yes, yes, I have. Um, yeah. Probably a little bit more before my first year of teaching. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I've been right, a exactly. Bit of an indoor kid this past uh, yeah. nine months, but uh, yeah, I've gotten some great opportunities. Um, even had a chance to go to Midway Atoll about a year ago. Really? Yeah. So. How are the turtles and seals over there? They're did good. I saw a ton of albatross. Okay. We did see quite a few seals as well. We okay, saw a seal awesome. with a, a little pup oh, on a cool. beach. And um, yeah, it was just a beautiful, incredible place and really life-changing for me. So how's life here? So you've been here how long now? Five years total. Five years. Mm -hmm. And how's it working out for you? Where did you come from? Well, I, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. And then I went to school in Illinois, moved out to Portland where I met Chris. Okay. And... Um, Made a little stop in Florida doing a an internship rehabilitating marine mammals, which awesome. led to an internship out here at the um, Institute of Marine Biology on Coconut Island, working cool. with marine mammal research. And I came out for a, a three month internship and just didn't leave. <laughs> awesome, Coconut <laughs> Island. How long? How often do you go to Coconut Island? Or had you? Um, when I was doing the internship, I guess it was about five, four or five days a week. Wow, that's and, awesome. Um, since then, I've taken. Um, student groups and camp yeah. groups out there. That's where they filmed the stuff for Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah the, over, the, the overhead shots. shots. It's the right beginning. in Kaneohe Bay. Oh, yeah. it's like a little island. Always. So that's what they did. That's what mm -hmm. they did. Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Hawaiian name is Moku Oloe. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Pretty cool. <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> now you're coming from Portland. Yep. And you've been living here for now on the Big Island for how long? Uh, maybe like eight months. Eight months. How's it all going, dude? Oh, we're gonna get into some questions, but overall. Where are you at in your life right now? Well, you know, you, you said several times that what you recommend people do, even yeah. though you don't want more people to come to Oahu, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you recommend that people are going to come over here. They really want to be in Hawaii. They come to Oahu first yeah. and, uh, you know, get acclimated to things. And then if you want to go to one of the outer islands after you get more established yeah. uh, to do that. And I think that's probably pretty darn good advice. Right. Because, uh, you know... I, there are there's definitely unique challenges out here on Oahu yeah. um, that I wouldn't have to deal with on the Big Island, but culturally, it's there's an adaptation period. Yeah, I mean, you just said about coming here and that you noticed just from coming to the Big Island yeah. that it's ridiculously more expensive. Oh yeah. Let me let me tell you something. Yeah, so yeah. I just I from one get, island, mm -hmm. I can get beachfront mai tais for five dollars in Kona. <laughs> Good Fifteen dollars for beachfront mai tais here. What is that all about? It's because they know they can get that that, that from the vacationers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they know they can yeah. charge that. So literally, locals don't go to Waikiki anymore. No, when, no, I mean, I'm sure you go like maybe to Dukes once in a while to see the live music on Sunday or something, but you probably don't go there much anymore. Very rarely. I mean, if I have family visiting and they yeah. want to kind of like see the old spots that maybe yeah, they've been to, like. Yeah. Yeah, the Royal Hawaiian, that is a $15 buy The time, Royal Hawaiian, is, did you go to the Royal nice Hawaiian? It's nice if you're going to go for one, I no, guess, no. if your family oh, okay. really wants to. But yeah, it's yeah. probably been a good couple years. Since yeah, because the Royal Hawaiian is like, that's the that's like the first Mai Tai bar kind of in the back mm -hmm. there, right on the beach. And it's just like, yeah, it's $15, dude, when you can go to the La Mariana Tiki Bar and get them for, get them for eight. You, you, uh, it's a shame that you, oh, you know what we should do? We should go there before we bring you to the airport. 
should yeah. go to La Mariana. Yeah, it because is really that place fun. is pretty cool. It's a good spot. Yeah, it's an old tiki bar. It's been around since the fifties. Oh, right on. Yeah, it's like the last one, and they just got an extension on the lease another twenty years. Thank oh, God. good. Okay. Because they were thinking they yeah, were, might heard close. That it was kind of yeah, because all this industrial is moving in around it and crushing uh-huh. it literally. Yeah. And it's been through two tsunamis already, and it still survived. So it's a cool place. So we'll bring you guys cool. there. Yeah, how are you dealing with how expensive it is here? Because we were just talking off mic, and you're saying like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay here. Right. Um, I mean, I've been dealing with it basically kind of through being really lucky and who I've met and, yeah. and made connections with. So my lifestyle is pretty inexpensive. My rent really isn't that bad. And that's kind of how I Can I've we talk been. about that? Yeah. Can we talk about that? Sure. Okay. For instance, like you've been here for five years. Mm-hmm. You live in about how much of a squared space is area Ooh, i'm bad at this 400 500 stuff. yeah like somewhere between four and five it's pretty small i've got my own entrance and your okay. place is nice space. though it is nice. it's nice and it's attached to a main house yeah yeah and i can still use the main house and there's a pool and okay yeah it's, it's and pretty paying, nice and does it have a kitchenette or a full kitchen i have a kitchenette but i can use the full kitchen in, in the, the main in the main house, house yeah. which is nice yeah and uh, how much are you paying a month 600 a month and do you pay for parking or do you get to pay, park on the property um, I just park on the street. On the street. It's kind of like a, a loop road that there's not a lot going on. Okay, cool. And then when you were living, because we'll talk about the property you bought, but for right now, when you just got here, tell us your living situation. Uh, I was living in a coffee shack uh, with some... <laughs> Hey, what does hey, that mean? That's so, fun. You mean like, are they like like 50 pound bags <laughs> yeah. of coffee? Exactly. Like, are you sleeping it. on the coffee bags? No, no, no. It was a, it was a farm uh, in Holuoloa uh, okay. on the big island. Yeah. And they grew uh, cacao, coffee, and uh, mac nuts. And on the property. On the property. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's a, an agricultural lease land. Uh, lease, uh, so there's rats and, and oh, there's so many rats. <laughs> there's there's so many rats. rats, and they chew through the screen. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and uh, there's also a lot of cockroaches. But the thing uh, is, at yeah. least in my place, yeah. it was relatively clean. It, it was, it wasn't too small. I mean, it was it was small. Yeah, it was like a third of the side of the size of this room. Yeah. But you know, there was screen all around, and I got uh, uh, nice Malka breezes. It was it was beautiful surroundings. Unlike my friend, I showed you the picture of his uh, uh, shack yeah, earlier. which is what here on Oahu, six hundred dollars a month for it's it was nothing. not big and it's hot. Is it the size of this room right here or some No, dude, it's it's Holy like shit. from me to you. No shit. Yeah. How do you live in that? You, God damn it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was in the coffee shack for four and a half months. It was it was a good situation for me at yeah. the time. So how much were you paying? Uh, five hundred. And it was about how much square footage? You think? A couple uh, hundred at most, maybe oh, really? one fifty. I don't know. So if you just reached out your hands and sleep, <laughs> you could just reach. Oh side yeah. To side. Oh absolutely. <laughs> but the thing bed. is, I still had my house in Portland at the time. I, yeah. did, I was trying yeah. to sell it. Right. Right. So you were in a transition. Yeah. 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 God, man, that is just crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, when people live like that, you've been like you've been living in there for how long? Um, four years at my four current years. location. Okay, do you feel that, this is a, a common thing that I hear from a lot of people when we do these shows and everything is, they feel that when they come to Hawaii, they have this big outlook, okay? Mm-hmm. And then they realize that they've just been living in limbo for five years. Mm-hmm. No, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's like, what are you, like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, where is my future? Like, what, like, I know I can't afford a house, but I'm kind of stuck here renting, and it's a small space. And, right. Or I got roommates. I can't live with roommates all my life. Mm-hmm. Like, how do, did you ever sit there and go, or does that not even come to mind um, when you I live mean, here? 
Yeah, sure, it does. And, like, I guess in that sense, I've kind of been in limbo. But yeah. my experience in Hawaii um, has really kind of shaped my idea of what I want to do for the rest of my life. Okay. Um, so... So I've made huge progress in that that regard as far as, um, you know, I've I've got a fine art degree in acting and I've also got a science degree in fisheries and wildlife science. And I <laughs> okay. always thought, like, what am I doing? I'm never going to be able to use both of these. And <laughs> I honestly never would have um, probably considered going into education if it wasn't for my time here. Okay. Um, being so immersed in the culture and the Have ecology. you been an extra in any films or any? Have you gone to try for any of that? I actually have not. No, okay. I haven't. Okay, really so you, you, haven't attempt, you haven't attempted, though. Being here, it's been kind of like all outside stuff, um, oh, okay. <laughs> getting in touch with nature. Because we've guess. had a big actor on the show a few times. It's been oh, in yeah. a lot of great movies, so yeah. should talk to Wes. The yeah. fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fire! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been, uh, he's, he, he's just, uh, he's going to be in with The Rock, and, um, well, he was in Jumanji with him, but he's going to be in uh, Shar and Hobbs, uh, Fast and the Furious, and I think that's going to be filmed in Samoa and, Ho and Kauai. So that comes out, I think, in August. But yeah, so you, you just know yeah. people, and you can get and be extras right, and right. things like that, and yeah, get into things. See the signs. Yeah, exactly. So, so, <laughs> so the Big Island right now. What you decided to do was that you stayed in that place for how long? Before four you and a half months. So you stayed in there for four and a half months, and then that was on the Hilo side. No, it was. It Kona. was in Kona. Yeah. Okay, it was in Kona, and then you've only been here. For such a short period of time, and you said, "Fuck, I'm going to buy something." Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that's so crazy. I started looking. Yeah. At I don't know yeah, too many I people. It's super crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's fucking awesome. First of all, first of all, <laughs> let this be known to everybody. This is the first person that we've yeah. had on the show. The first person that I know that has only been here for how many months total? Eight. Yeah. <laughs> that ha within eight months has decided these they're going to buy a property. Well, you're the first dude. Yeah. You know, that's, you get some balls, <laughs> Never dude. Never heard of that. I started. Big balls. I started looking after yeah. a month. And, Jesus. you know, part of it, part, yeah, hey, hey, I didn't have to I'm buy anything. I'm still not looking, and I've been okay. here 20 yeah, years. Yeah, I started looking after a month because I, I started getting uh, uh, nervous about, you know, being able to afford something. I needed to decide, hey, if I'm staying here for a while, I can't afford the rent. Yeah. There's places across the street from me for a two-bedroom that are, you know, like 2800 a month to rent. Yeah. So I knew that I, with what I'm making at my current job, I can't afford to rent. So I was going to have to buy something. I need to know if there was something that could be a possibility is there, for me. Was there something? There was. There's Explain not a lot it. of options. <laughs> Explain how there was something for you. There was. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I found something that was in my price range, which, you know, it's not a lot. It's low 200000 like yeah. 230000 Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's walking distance What to, year do you think that building... So, it's a condo. Yeah, it's Townhouse. a condo. It was built what years in were it built? Uh, 2009. Oh, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So yeah. So it's a it's a newer place, two bedroom, mm -hmm. uh, top floor, Malka View. Um, okay. I can I can walk out the the door and um, you know within five minutes I'm I'm down at the water. Yeah. It's it's you know it's really beautiful and and I I know that the the values of everything are are increasing really quick and that area I'm in in particular yeah. they're building a huge uh, uh, complex uh, there right now like a ninety million dollar shopping complex a safe way and then there's going to be 17 Nearby. other stores uh and that that's that's going to be a three or four minute walk away perfect it's supposed to open next year so i wanted to get, if i was going to buy something i wanted to get in and that way you know i could use it as an investment so talk about like the square footage and how many bedrooms and anything. 784 square feet okay. two bedrooms okay uh, one I bathroom, had to renovate one and a half or one bath one bath i had to renovate the whole place though because even, it was rented out before you renovated it already yeah. It took me two what months. What the hell is he doing? 
Well, I, you're fucking energy. crazy. I'm doing between the two jobs. Yeah, right. Well, no, I mean, the yeah. thing is, the thing is, my job now, I make like $15 less than I could make in my old job. So, per hour. We're um, answering all these questions I have for you. <laughs> you know, so it's like. So you're making $15 less an hour than you were making in. In Portland. In Portland, which is another question where you're from, but. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Portland. Wow, holy shit. So, I have to have a second job. And okay. It, you know, I, I actually quit the second job after yeah. a month because it wasn't enough money. But then he offered me five dollars an hour more, so I came back. And <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I guess he can't find good, reliable no, workers. No, no, yeah. you can't. And that's the thing. Yeah. You know, with small island, two hundred thousand people, he's going to take what you can get because there's, these there's people a, are in trouble. Yeah, there's a, honestly there's a lack of expertise available on the islands like i could i could have five jobs if i wanted i don't want five jobs <laughs> and all of them would pay shit yeah but yeah. you know there's lots of jobs for people that have skills and talents there are jobs here what we don't need is we don't need more multi-millionaires coming and buying these huge swaths of land and just raising the price the cost of, of living for everything because yeah. that's what's happening in kona right now is it everything that's I being know, slowly uh, mm -hmm. built up all the new construction it's all multi-million dollar places in estates um fucking bullshit we, what we need is we need people that are you know entrepreneurs we need people that are you know have visions and small and businesses have to hire people and bring them in exactly and, yeah man so okay so it's uh you're in there how did what how much did you put down how much are your uh, how much is your mortgage uh i put uh, close to sixty thousand down okay so I would say the majority of people ain't doing that. Mm -mm. Where, well, where did you get the fucking 60 grand? Because I saved? sold my house in Portland. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you had a house in Portland yeah. already. Okay. Mm -hmm. and did you No way I'd be able to no do it No fucking way, right? No. Because I know that everybody here in, here in Hawaii, most kids are just living in their parents' house in yeah. the back. Mm -hmm. Like 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 you like it's a, like an attachment, right, yeah. and they have their families, and they're not getting mm -hmm. they're not they can't buy their own right. house, yeah, and they, they don't have sixty grand to put down on anything. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm in Kona, which is way cheaper. It, you know, it's a more expensive part of the Big Island, but yeah. it's way cheaper than over here. I came here with probably one hundred twenty thousand after I sold my house. I'm down to about thirty thousand now. It goes quick, dude. It goes quick. Yeah, it goes quick. I lost. I mean, I came here with tw back in the late nineties. I came out here with like twenty twenty five grand. It went quick. <laughs> it went quick, and the things weren't as expensive back then. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta. I mean, if you're gonna plan on buying something, I don't know. You, you're not. You're not a normal case, dude. No, I'm not normal. Yeah, you're not a normal case. <laughs> so now you're in there. You're good. You have a roommate. No, it's just me. And you but can afford the mortgage. my cat is coming. The mortgage or is my what? cat's here. Your cat's here. I saw Yeah, him. my cat is He's here. He's a crazy, spazzy-looking cat, man. <laughs> is he? Is he a Maine Coon or something? What's uh, he, he got going she's on? kind of a rag doll. Looks like a coon. Looks like a Maine Coon or <laughs> yeah, something. She might, big hairy. She might be a I hybrid. I love those cats. Yeah. Yeah, um, but my uh, mortgage is uh, my mortgage is around eleven hundred plus uh, three hundred and change for the HOA fee. Right, uh, yeah, eleven hundred yeah. includes the taxes and uh, also the HOA includes uh, flood insurance because I'm in a flood zone. It's tricky oh, though over there. I don't know what it's like here. It's not a major flood zone. It's just for runoff. It's yeah. a minor one. Mm -hmm. um, but it's tricky over there because you got your tsunami. Um, inundation zones, and yeah. then you got the the flood zones. We got zones. that down here in Hawaii, Kai, there on the water. Yeah, you yeah, got earthquake zones. Careful, you yeah. got your uh, your <sighs> uh, lava flow zones. So there's like this like tiny little pocket of land that's actually like you know in <laughs> my price range and viable. And yeah, it's hard. Yeah, man, I can't. It, it is hard, but I mean, you're doing it. So it's about eleven hundred, about fifteen hundred dollars. Then with the HOAs. And then you pay for—is anything off grid or anything like that? Like this house is off grid. I pay no bills. We got uh, yeah. solar hot water heaters, which okay. is nice. So that helps. Uh, there's no solar panels. Um, 
So the stove, I, the fridge, is it newer? Is it older? Uh, well, you know, everything. The original appliances. Okay. Uh, about okay. From ten years old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, you could get more efficient ones and save yourself more on. Uh, yeah, bills. I put in new air conditioners, so I got. Okay. Uh, you use AC. I don't use any AC in this house. Yeah, I I, I kind of have to in that building there. Not a lot, but just yeah. to. You know, just to help with the humidity. The winds, um, but you got some winds. At night, yeah. At, at night. night, I can okay. do without it. Okay. But uh, it's about $150 a month for electric. That's my only utility. 150 electric. Yeah. That's it. Okay, so that ain't bad. So and you're that's with at, running the air, air so you're, con. Some. So you're looking at between, for everything, everything you're getting by on about 1650 1700 something like that. Yeah, for housing. For housing. <laughs> I know. And then there's everything else. How much is milk in the Big Island these days? I don't know. I don't buy milk. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. Do you buy milk? <laughs> Um, I buy like walnut milk. <laughs> so okay, let me ask you something. I really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. favorite milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to ask you this, Sam, too. Yeah. So, you know, you guys, you know, I, I think I know you, you like uh, uh, Costco, and you, yeah, you yeah, probably like do Costco. too. I hate Costco. Mm, I, do, I can't handle. Why it. don't you guys like Costco? Is it because well, it's I don't too have busy? Space for to get that much stuff. Well, and see, I do. Just being in there, like. Yeah. It gives me anxiety or something. No, exact same thing for me. It's super anxiety. It's like going into a Walmart. I know know some people that don't even want to park at certain beaches because they have anxieties of it. Too many people? Too many people. Yeah. Yeah, just too many people. So you have an anxiety because there's too many people in there? You can't deal with all that shit? Well, that and like just... towering big packages of things. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, seeing people pick up like giant portions and... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. for me, for me, so. I have a, I have a, I have a huge pantry downstairs, so I yeah. can buy all that right, stuff that's right. and put it in there, and then just take it when yeah. I want it. Yeah. And then, um, but I obviously I don't like the people either. There's just too many people. But I just, you know, we have more people living in this house, so it's a lot mm-hmm. convenient. That I'm gonna right. go get, I'm gonna go get a huge thing of chicken. Yeah, and I'm yeah. gonna get a huge thing, and then we just split and it. And you've got it's right there. Yeah, but like you're saying though, if you're just one or two people and you're living in a small space, yeah. you don't yeah. have the luxury of saving that kind of money by getting right. more stuff. So you literally like, where are you going shopping, Sam? Uh, <laughs> Safeway, Foodland. Yeah, what? Safeway, Foodland, even like. Whole Foods a decent amount because I've Whole been, Foods I've is been so, so expensive. busy that I haven't been cooking that much. But then oh. I'm like, I really still need to yeah. eat nutritiously. So you could just go there and get something to eat right eat. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've kind of been a little too busy to. Cook Whole Foods. <laughs> ever since was it Amazon that took over Whole Foods? Yeah, yeah. it's actually a little cheaper now. No. Yeah. Since I haven't Amazon noticed. Then again, I don't if go there too often. If you have Prime, it definitely is. But overall, I think it might be a little bit. So, you know, the thing about yeah. Costco yeah. is, uh, you know, you could go there and you say, hey, this is a great deal. Eight heads of lettuce for only, you know, $6 or something. But that lettuce came on a boat. That lettuce is already <laughs> yeah, lettuce halfway never gone. Lettuce here. I buy Maui butter. Yeah. Le- I could buy the Maui yeah, butter lettuce good. here, and it's really good. And it's not, like, super expensive. It'll last right. forever. It's still got the roots. Right. That and it lasts. Help. It sits in your fridge. You can, it'll last a goddamn month pretty much. Oh, wow. So I mean, I I understand what you're saying. Like a lot of the crap yeah. in the yeah. stores comes from the mainland. Like a lot of the and the thing is, is I I like all grass fed. I like all mm-hmm. organic. So I almost buy nothing from the mainland, mm-hmm. and it's more expensive sometimes. Like if you buy the local beef or the local chicken or whatever it is, it ends up being relatively either about the same price or cheaper. Mm-hmm. Why not buy right. local? Yeah. You know, and yeah. you, you just got to go to a lot. You, you, this farmers markets in Kona. Mm-hmm. You're going to there, right? I hope you're going. Uh, you know, there's the really expensive farmer's market in Cahoe. <laughs> what does that mean? It's like, you know, it's the tourist, upper the class tourist, one. The tourist no, one? It's, the all tourist the, it's all the millionaires I was talking about. I don't, I, I just don't realize that there's millionaires over in Kona like that. Like oh, here, like here. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of them. You can just tell them. You can smell them. No, it's all the new construction. <laughs> 
Because oh, I, I okay. go in and out yeah. of those complexes for my job, yeah. and I get to see everything that's going on there. There's yeah. they're they're building so much. Jesus. Um, what the, I mean, they need to to build some housing that actually can you know be uh, attainable by an average guy on a Hawaii salary. And you're talking about the Big Island. Jesus, yeah. this is scary. You're talking well, about the Big Island. That's the Kona side. Forget though. about this side. Hilo, right. Hilo oh, side is yeah. cheaper. Yeah, uh-huh. but I mean, it's wetter. It's damper. Yeah. It's is this this the, the Koki frogs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Koki's are crazy in Kona. <laughs> if you go They're certain, everywhere. no. Yeah. Are you joking? Dude, I They're wear all over Kona when I was too. living on that farm. What's it? When really? I was sleeping. Oh yeah. I I didn't Koki. know there was. Koki. I didn't know there was there was there was spreading on that side too. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Sam's real good. I heard. I heard that Maui. Yeah. I heard that Maui's. Hit. I heard Maui's got a few now. Before that'll blow oh, up yeah. on Maui, and then we'll have problems on Maui. And then it'll come to. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, I can't imagine here. it here. Jesus. So how much do you think you spent a week on groceries? Like, do you go shopping oh. every week, or are you that type of person, which a lot of people are? Yeah. Someone comes over, they open your fridge, and what's going on here? There's nothing in here. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, much. is that you? So kind of like. <laughs> Maybe two or three days. A couple of beers. Definitely <laughs> always beer in the fridge. <laughs> Teacher. Wait, that's the way I come Do you smoke too? Um, yes. You yes. smoke cigarettes? No. Okay. So you, oh, oh, okay. Okay. So you smoke the you smoke the green stuff. No. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because you probably need that and beer to deal with what you're dealing with. Yes. <laughs> See, I don't smoke weed, so it's just alcohol. I can't believe it. You look like someone who'd be smoking a lot of weed. I wish. <laughs> it has a bad effect on me. What does it do to you? Uh, just makes me kind of paranoid. Paranoid and also lazy. She's definitely not lazy. She gets energetic. So you get on more. Weed. Okay, so that's like me. Like, like, see all this stuff on the walls. Yeah. All those drawings and all this yeah. uh, quantum physics stuff and and black holes and everything. Awesome. That was all high. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way I could have done that sober. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for the creative energy. Get it flowing. Oh man. Awesome. So yeah. So once in a while, I'll I'll kind of go exploring in my head and uh, <laughs> I'll find these things. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't get paranoid, whereas I know some friends of my, like my brother, for instance, he gets super paranoid. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just a completely different story. Like, it'll make him hungry, and then he'll be eating his mini wheats, and he'll get paranoid that he's choking on his mini wheats. <laughs> but he'll keep eating the whole bag while he's choking to death. <laughs> there you <laughs> like, go. Jesus. Conflicting. Dude. Yeah, conflicting. Yeah, exactly. So I'm glad that, okay, well, yeah. if it makes you paranoid, then uh, you I mean, not that much. Yeah. I remember, well, the worst is with edibles. Because I remember mm-hmm. I was driving back oh, in uh, Portland. Because you don't know how much potency yeah, that's yeah. in Oh, yeah. I remember I was driving back in uh, uh, Portland, and uh, uh, I, I ate a brownie, and I thought that there was somebody in the back seat of my car the oh, whole ride shit. home. I kept looking over my head. Good lord! And I don't get yourself like, in an accident doing that. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny thing is, a couple other people from uh, friends of mine they had bou- uh, brownies from that same batch, and yeah. they got really paranoid too. So oh uh, man, yeah. I've had I've had some edible stuff before mm-hmm. where you know you get to a point where you get over high. I don't know if you've experienced that, but I have. And like then I have voices talking to me. Like you shouldn't have done that. You gotta you gotta throw all that out in the toilet next time. You know? Like, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not me. Who's yeah, saying I that? Know. I don't know if I've had that. You don't have you've never gone that paranoid where you've I gone you've like gone over high. The voices yeah, tell you more. Like, I'll like, zonk out probably before anything. You, before that happens. happens. No, I, I it's happened to me where I'm like on a staircase and voices are talking to me. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But that only happens once in a while when you yeah. overdo it. Like right. they say, you can't overdose yeah. of marijuana. You can't, but I think that version is an overdose in a way. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then you don't control what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't feel normal for days. You wouldn't feel normal for if days? I, if it was a, a decent amount, yeah. Holy I remember crap. an ex girlfriend of mine, uh, she used to smoke a lot of uh, oil. And I did like 
I never would touch it. I yeah, did like a yeah, quarter yeah. hit. Oh, I couldn't walk for hours. No, because some of those, so well, you don't know yeah, how much uh, THC is in there. The oils are crazy. Yeah, because the, I mean, if you just oil smoke lunch. a joint, if you just smoke a joint, because we were talking about yeah. it a few shows ago, like like a joint is like 30% THC, but if you take those oils, it could be all the way up to 98% THC. Yeah. You could get crazy. totally fucked yeah, up. Have yeah. you ever done that or you just do a bong? Or a joint, what? Um, I usually either vape or roll Okay, joints, vapor. But, um, okay, good. So that's not yeah. bad for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like Mostly crazy. Vape, yeah. yeah, but you don't do any of that, like the oil, because you, I mean, the no. oils and stuff, because you don't know what you're no, getting. No, no. I mean, like occasionally if I'm in a party environment and somebody offers me a little Really? Dab, but how do you maybe, know? How do you know what's going it's on? It's been so long. Well, I mean, if anybody ever offered it to me, I feel you like trust they, them. it was like, ba- yeah, they're like <laughs> okay. kind of maybe making it. I don't, you know. Yeah, you yeah, don't especially know. Especially back in Portland. Yeah. It's like you were probably getting it from the source. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back in a few seconds, okay? All right. Hey, how's it? And welcome to the Aloha Life podcast. You're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our Patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show. Without our patrons like you, we wouldn't be on the air. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week, please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the Aloha Life. And thank you so much for your support. All right, we're back. See how quick that was? <laughs> Good song. Yeah. That wasn't even a song. That was an ad. <laughs> oh, man, we'll do the song next. <laughs> okay, we're going to um, get right into the questions because, my God, we could just talk on about everything. So we're just going to yeah. get into it. And both of you guys, I guess, if you could answer this, these type of questions, that's totally cool. I'd like to get both, both opinions. How did you come to move to Hawaii, Chris? Like, how did it happen? Like, okay. why did it happen? Why did you do this? And then I'll ask you, like, why you did it, too. <laughs> you know, I really don't yeah. know. It, it wasn't one, like, singular incident. Um, yeah. I, I moved around. You know, I, yeah. I grew up in New Jersey. And you did? Yeah. Did I know that? Uh, probably not. Holy shit. No, I grew up in New Jersey, lived there for 18 years. <gasps> Whoa. Lived in Rochester, New York for college. Where were you born? Uh, what? Where were you born? Princeton. Really? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I'm going to learn some stuff. And today. then I, I lived in Rochester, New York for college. No then I shit. lived down in Clearwater, Florida for a few years where Sam actually, that's where she did one of her yeah. internships there. Really? Nice okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, and then uh, Philadelphia and then Portland. And I was in Portland for over a decade. Uh, that's Damn. where I consider home still is Portland. You do consider that home. Yeah. And What uh, are your sports teams over there? Uh, we got the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Yay. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got you the, get the ducks. Don't you have the ducks? The uh... yeah, I'm not really into football though. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I know some people really, really love their their yeah, ducks. Yeah. But, um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I visited out here a bunch, and I I saw Sam a few times when okay, I was so out here. Okay, so you visited Hawaii. Yeah. Several times before you moved out here. Yeah. Okay. Talk about those experiences that when you were visiting, like what like. Why did you decide to like? I'm gonna come visit because when you the first time you came to visit, you weren't thinking about moving then. No, were you? no. Okay. I mean, you know, everybody always kind of would love to, to would love do to something, do you yeah, know, yeah. crazy and and move to a tropical island. But yeah. you know, it wasn't a realistic thing. Um, first time I came out here was with the ex girlfriend of mine. We took the Pride of America cruise. Cool. And the reason why we did that was because we wanted to see. It's always been kind of on my bucket list my whole life to go to Hawaii to visit yeah, it. Yeah. So I was in a position where, you know, we could afford that. And, uh, you know, I'd really recommend that cruise because they they 
they worked hard to try and incorporate the cultural component on okay. board. They had an ambassador there available all day long. He, he gave presentations. And, you know, it's still a corporate cruise. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. But if I was trying to see as many islands as possible, as cheaply as possible, and, you know, in a week's time. Short that's period of I, time, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. It okay. was really good. And, and on the big uh, island, you got to spend a day in Hilo and a day in Kona. Is that how that works when yep. you do that cruise? Okay. Yep. And then... Uh, after the cruise, uh, me and my ex, we went and uh, hung out with Sam and her ex, and uh, <laughs> and we went on the beach and they made I gotta banana boats for some ex, ex, ex questions. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, so after that, it was just kind of you know I I it, it was a seed was planted a little bit like hey you know is this something that I I want to do is this something that I could do yeah I still don't know if I can do it. Um, and I'm here, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but after that, I started putting the wheels in motion. It took a, probably, you know, almost two years to, to make it happen. I yeah. had to, to get a, a license out here for my job okay. and we'll uh, get into that. Sam was kind enough. Let me stay with her and, and, cool. uh, take the test out here awesome. uh, that I needed to, to do and got that. And then I just waited for, uh, waited for a job and, you know, it happened. It happened. So before we move on to Sam, how Sam got out here. What was it that those first couple of trips is like? Oh, you know, this place is beautiful. I, I think I want to live here. Like, what? What is? What is? Where's your? Where was your mentality on that? Or it's like, I just want to get away from where I was. Like, there's got to be a reason why you chose to move here, though, right? I mean, what well, is the inner? The, I think the the reasons that people have to to the, the reason that people choose Hawaii uh, in the beginning isn't necessarily the reason why they may choose Hawaii in the end. So, like, oh, at, good. at first, you say, "Wow, it's just." you know, really beautiful out there. Yeah. And then as you learn more, um, you learn about the culture and the people and the kindness and, um, you know, the history of Hawaii. And it starts to become more than just a beautiful place. It starts to uh, have a lot more allure and power. And yeah. I think that once people learn that, that's why, um, you know, they, they really feel drawn to it. And there's that constant, you know, influx of people here for better or worse. Yeah. And that's what happened to you. Yeah. Awesome. Sam, mm -hmm. what are you doing here? How did it all come to um, be? <laughs> so I was finishing up an internship at Clearwater Marine Aquarium a little over five years ago mm -hmm. and also finishing up my fisheries and wildlife degree and just kind of thinking, now what? Because I had moved away from Portland and so I was just kind of applying for other things and the Hawaii Institute of Marine Biology, they were like, you want to come out for three months and we're um, oh. working with dolphins, more of a research type facility, whereas Clearwater Marine Aquarium was, while it did rehabilitation of animals, it was very touristy because the animal um, from the Dolphin Tale movies lives there. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? yeah, Winter the Dolphins, and she's like super famous, and it was like, there was like, it was just a very yeah touristy kind of situation. So yeah. I wanted, I wanted to continue, you know, exploring this uh, marine mammal kind of thing without yeah. without all the tourist stuff. So. Um, it was amazing. We'd take a boat out to these floating docks, and so the cool. um, there were two dolphins and one false killer whale, the only false killer whale in uh, human care in North America. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool, and they were mostly doing research on their hearing capabilities, because yeah. most of them were pretty old and kind of learning, like, how does their hearing change as they get older, mm -hmm. which is actually a lot like how our, ours does. <laughs> okay. So, um, so anyway, it was just a three-month internship like i said and i guess by the end of it um i had gotten my degree at that point 
I just kind of thought, well, I, at this point, I probably have more connections related to my degree here than anywhere else. Yeah. And so I just kind of kept telling myself, you know, as, as long as I can pull it off and it makes sense, I guess I may as well stick it out. Just stay keep here. Stay here. Yeah. And um, so it sounds like you transitioned from now you're a teacher away from that kind of like, how did you yeah. not end up staying in that? So I is that what you want to do, maybe? Or do you want to continue to do what um, you started off at? Education is what I want to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I, right up at the end of my degree, was thinking that I wanted to do research. Okay. Which is cool, um, but it's very... Um, Tedious? Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, fuck that. Like, you start it's off with a question that you're like really interested in, and like by the an end, you're going to hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's very repetitive and right. tedious, and a lot of it isn't... Um, it might start out creative, I but it you. doesn't necessarily, it's yeah. like, I can see how it get very monotonous. Yep. So, um, so I actually, I started working with a local nonprofit, um, doing environment, environmental education at different schools and, um, getting certain things started like rain gardens on certain campuses mm -hmm. and, um, and getting them out to places like Coconut Island and, um, like Kaena Point doing kind of camps cool. and. A lot of education with how the culture ties into the ecology and land stewardship. So um, that really shaped my ideas of what education could be, that it could be place-based and how much kids could could learn the power of their voice right now. Yeah. Um, like I worked with a group of kids in Kalihi Valley, which is um, one of the most under-resourced neighborhoods on this island. I lived in Kalihi. And yeah, so um, <laughs> the... Ka'avai Stream, mm -hmm. you know, yes. it's just like a dumping ground a dumping and everything. Ground. Well, um, at the beginning of the school year, three school years ago, I don't know if it was like city and county or whatever, it was like Ka'avai Elementary, this this uh, intermittent stream is actually part of your campus. You need to do something about it to clean yeah, it up. Yeah, okay. And at that point, the, the kids there didn't have any electives because they were just trying to focus on the common core subjects because the test scores were so low, which yeah. is so... Contradictory mm. to what would help. <laughs> so anyway, so we were like, this is a, a, a huge chore and quite an eyesore, but can we turn it into a multidisciplinary learning experience for these kids? And awesome. they transform that into this amazing cultural garden. And now there's like no rats, barely any mongoose. Have you been to Foster, no Foster Gardens? Have you been over there in Kalihi? Um, I have briefly i don't know if yeah. i've been to the whole thing but kind of like the edge of it yeah yeah we're, we're over so. there cleaning that with our nonprofit. we're over there cleaning that all oh, the that's time awesome. and there's you know they put bed spreads in there yeah we like, found we found some like what is car bumpers on? like the kids one day found a sack of dead kittens oh, when we were cleaning that's out the horrible stream. yeah it was like pretty gnarly to get them into but like they just they learned we they learned the power of what they could do yeah. it started to transform the community we went to like some town hall meetings and they presented and they won a lot of awards. We eventually, each one of the kids individually got recognized by the state legislature awesome. and it was so amazing. And these kids were like probably my favorite kids I've ever worked with. So, they were I mean, incredible. being in the school system, what is wrong with it here? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, I know, no, listen, a this lot. is, this no, is, this lot. is good that, because we've talked about this a lot of times. Mm -hmm. We talk about how, um, the education system is so poor here. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe it's because of the teachers, really. I believe no. it's it's a bunch of things. Right. And do, do you, I mean, like, perfect example is like, you wanted to change something. Tell us how mm -hmm. that did not change. Like, you want to go. You don't. I mean, I'm sure you've wanted to change things, and you go up this 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 right. this ladder, and then it's like somehow at some point it just stops. Mm -hmm. It's like nothing's done. 
yeah. talk about what the problem is it's here. You think or you feel? Extremely, yeah, frustrating for me, particularly this year. And you know, part of it is that I work with eighth graders, and that's a difficult age. And I know that, and I remember being in eighth grade. But it is there's a different level of difficulty that I don't know exactly how to address it. But it's it's been very difficult for me as a teacher because I came in you know, with all these ideas for how to make things place-based and multidisciplinary and do more project-based learning and yeah. um, student-led inquiry and stuff. But it's like th- the kids haven't been provided with the foundation to be able to do that. To do that. And unfortunately, like this, there's the standards are going to perpetuate that um, of it not, not being a foundation. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I feel like sometimes people kind of like brag about a lack of structure or a lack of discipline here, like that that's kind of like, oh, that's, you know, because we think freely and we're relaxed here, which is cool and everything. Right. But when you're talking about education, if you don't have the structure for discipline and for, mm-hmm. I feel like I sound like my mother, but for, <laughs> for like behavior for discipline, then you can't have a safe learning environment. Right. And it's unfortunate because you can't like do those explorations in a way where like all the kids feel safe and supported. Yeah. Um, just because there isn't a standard there for like how people need to behave and how people need to treat each other. Yeah. Um, and so that's yeah, a major problem like, you have. Yeah, yeah, that's a major and then, problem. I and then what year. is it with the, just the education system in the state not providing you what you need? Um. Like, like the, yeah. the schools themselves, I'm sorry, but a lot of them are just shitholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some, yeah. a lot of them don't have air conditionings, don't right. have this, don't have that. And it's right. just like, when a teacher needs something, you'd think they would, they would get it because the education mm-hmm. of the children are the most important thing there is. Mm-hmm. Why aren't these things being provided that you need? Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. Yeah, I've kind of, I've been in You've it given like up. one year. Have you given up? Uh, uh oh <laughs> because um, anybody who's been in the system for 10 20 years yeah. they've given up yeah exactly and they just seem so worn down and i'm like i don't want to yeah i don't want to get my passion beat out of me by the system that just doesn't work um but as far as yeah things not being provided it just seems like so disjointed like you know the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing and what's your I turnover mean, I, what's your i mean i'm sure because you're in the it's system actually then, really it, bad. It, it must be fucking <laughs> horrible i heard i heard it's absolutely horrible yeah yeah like there's so many positions open up every year how can you yeah. have consistency and how can the kids yeah. feel exactly that's another big isn't that issue. fucking crazy yeah, they don't take care of the teachers and make them feel supported and i think unfortunately a lot of the time and then but you know what yeah. the problem is with all that right yeah you would think the parents would not be complacent with it. I would imagine if all the (laughs) teachers, I would imagine if all the parents are at the fucking door banging, saying what the hell is going on with our kids, then Mm -hmm. things would maybe change. Do they not know any better? Do they not know that this is going on? Are they working four jobs and they have no idea what's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a lot of I mean, they don't even have time to... Do you have parents come in and talk to you? Um, occasionally, but it's kind of that tends to be like Do you, think you it know be the happening last more? week of quarter, and they're freaking out about like right now that yeah. their kid's not passing or whatever, and it's like that's oh, what they're on. worried we about. Needed to, we needed to worry about this earlier. Um, yeah, yeah, and there's such a wide range too. Yeah, where I am, you know, because like we were saying about the great divide between like people that could afford to go to public, I mean, could afford to go to private school, and then the people that are going to public school. So. Um, I mean, in the area where I am, it's more 
affluent, but at yeah. the same time, a lot of the kids that would be living in the nice houses probably are going to private school. And then there's also a lot of military and, yeah. um, you know, kids that might be living with an auntie or something because their parents can't take care of them. So there's just such such a wide range. So you're not there. fixing this problem, then? Huh? You're not fixing this problem. I mean, I, <laughs> I like to think I'm doing a little bit. I'm doing everything I Go ahead, can. Chris, what do you I believe in you. I believe in you. I try to focus on the, the positives and the... Yeah, the kids that Did you have something I am to say, making Chris? a difference uh, Well, you know, yeah. it, even though I'm not a teacher, I'm yeah. in the, you know, the state system with my job. We're going to talk about that after break. Yeah, We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Yeah, so you, so I, then I assume that when you got – did you have – like did people talk to you before – or maybe no one did because – did you know this was the way it was going to be? Did you have a feeling? And then you got into it and you go, oh, my God, it is. Um, I'd heard certain things, so I was expecting things to be difficult to a certain level. But um, I guess I was expecting a little bit more of, like, from the ad- administration, the support of, like, the kind of, like, standards yeah. for how we should all treat each other <laughs> in why don't the classroom they, why, why don't so they, that we can actually yeah. learn and, yeah, and yeah. do things. Yeah, why, so. why do you think they don't pay you what you should be paid? Um, What's going on? That's a really good question. Because you guys are in a, you sure. guys are I mean, in a union. You're much. in a union, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And you yeah. got and your union fights for higher pay. Yes. I mean, sometimes. What's going on? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's also it's been particularly difficult for me too because I'm currently on an emergency higher salary. So this what whole year that, that I've been doing, I've been working toward my teaching license. So okay. like I said, I've got a theater degree and a science degree, but I didn't go to school for teaching. Um, oh, okay. So, so you're going so after I've that been, while you're teaching. Yeah, so I've been doing the teacher certification program, which is okay. kind of just a certification program since I already have two bachelors and not okay. doing a full degree again. But it has, it's been kind of crazy that, and it's of course been an expense and then I'm getting paid like a significant they're not amount paying, lower They're not even. paying for it? Um, no, no, not for my teacher certification program. What the program. fuck no, is no, going on? No. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I had even... Um, over a year ago, they, already been accepted into grad you're school. A, you're, so you're, you're do, what you're doing that's is what I'm awesome. As well. <laughs> the, the system <laughs> is seeing that you're doing something yeah. awesome, and they don't want to help you get to the next level. No. They right, want right. you to take yeah. care of it's it yourself. It's more like it's all kind of the focus is more on like the negatives and putting out fires than like trying to support people that are making a difference. Unfortunately, <laughs> so that's been my uphill battle all year. Since you're a new teacher, do you feel like there was a, a like more responsibilities put on you than somebody who's been there for a long time or is it a pretty uh, um, even maybe but it's just that there wasn't any like orientation to any oh, of these yeah. little <laughs> things like even like writing an office referral for a kid that's like being a jerk in your class <laughs> and like nobody you know gave us did you have an office work, so it's just like a lot more did you crazy. get an office or were you sitting in your car doing your work no <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, I have a dude, classroom. it happens. It fucking uh-huh. happens. What did you have? I have a classroom. Okay, yeah. good. So, so you just, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. you're just in there doing your thing. Yeah. Okay, I have so many people in positions. They have a job. They've been doing it for like a year. They That's still don't crazy. have an office. Yeah. It's like at break time, they're either doing it in the work or they're doing it at Starbucks, and then they go it's and horrible. share an office somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, insane. we do have shared office. Yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah. this stuff is happening. Ex- so we've been just shooting the shit. So I'm going to try to stick to a little bit to the book here and try to get some questions out because it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen, dude. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you both of you guys. Well, first of all, you, right? Okay, yeah. Chris. What made you decide to move to the big island and not another island? Like what? Why? Because you visited other islands. What yeah. other islands did you visit? Because you, you went on the ship, so you visited a lot of them. Yeah. Why uh, big island? Well, you know, I actually was considering Oahu. 
but uh, okay. it's too expensive and it's too busy. There's too many people here. Yeah. It wasn't really the lifestyle. I mean, I, you know, I'm kind of coming from an outside perspective making this judgment. So, yeah. uh, but it wasn't really the lifestyle that I thought I was trying to go for because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like a, it's a big city. Right. And I wanted something a little bit more laid back. Yeah. And that's really the reason. Yeah. And you, why Oahu? Is it just because the job brought you here? Or, or? Yeah. Because you couldn't probably, could you do this on the big island? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, I don't think it's quite as easy yet to find no different positions and things, yeah. even though we do have, you know, a statewide education system. I have right. heard that it's somewhat difficult to like transfer from yeah. one island to the other. And yeah, I was just initially going out to the You, you didn't center. come here with a job though. Or did um, you? Did you have something set up? I did not. No, I okay. had just a little bit of savings and then I was doing this internship. But luckily the internship um, wasn't full time. So I was able to kind of get odds and ends jobs, yeah. like working at a smoothie store. <laughs> like <laughs> sold smoothies made with local fruits and stuff. Um, and then and then I started nannying for some of it, faculty housing in Manoa. Yeah. And so then that kind of I was able to support myself at least. So this is what you have to do sometimes. You literally Mm -hmm. have to just take the jobs that you can get to manage life Mm -hmm. until you get to something that you want to be happy with. I know a lot of people that have been here a year or two, and they're still looking for the job that they're going to be happy with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there is plenty of jobs, like you were saying, Chris, but I mean, Mm -hmm. at some point you're like, that can get depressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Not a couple of years, you're, you're working like, you know, like you said, you're doing odd jobs mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. You, maybe you're even a waitress. Maybe you're doing this. Maybe you're doing that. It's just like, yeah, but I went to school for this. Right. Why can't <laughs> I get a job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of at a point where people just get up and, you know what, it ain't working here for me. Yeah, you, you got to have some sort of, uh, you know, passion for what you do and, and, yeah. and get some satisfaction from it. Yeah, and, and for you, I mean, um, finding work on the Big Island isn't easy. So how did you go about finding and lining up the job that you did and uh, securing that job? Talk about the whole process of how that all came to be because you're, you're working for the state and you're working for a union now too. Yeah. But talk about, I mean, you only say what you can... You know, first thing I don't I mind because no one knows who you are. So. First thing I want to say is resistance is futile. <laughs> so you're admitting it then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, when I uh, decided that I wanted to move there, I started looking for jobs, and um, you know, the the pay is quite a bit less than I'm used to. But the state job. So you took a fifteen dollar pay cut. Yeah, I'd be able to make fifteen or more an hour you know, more back of my home job. and yeah. it's cheaper to live there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you really got to want to make it work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I'd be okay with the job that has a lot of, uh, you know, satisfaction and lower pay, um, or a job that has higher pay and lower satisfaction, right. but mm-hmm. having a job with low pay and low job satisfaction <laughs> is kind of, kind of <laughs> tricky. That is. Um, but you know, I, I was just looking around on the, the job boards, just like anything else. You know, I have my, my, position that I'm qualified for and right. uh, and I applied and uh, I'm actually the only mainlander to 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 work there uh, in the the whole place so uh, it's kind of How does that make you feel Chris? Well, you know, they told me that they were they, I've told you some things. You know, they told me that they were impressed that uh, yeah. you know when I interviewed with uh, with my skills but you know then it, as I came out here and start working I realized that I'm kind of overqualified yeah um you know i I love the fact that i have the job security and uh you know has that to offer and and benefits but uh 
you know, when you're when you're in a position that you're overqualified for. Sometimes um, you don't even get that position because you're yeah. overqualified. They, yeah. they know you're going to might want to get some yeah. extra there. And that's my opinion that I'm overqualified. They may not feel that way, <laughs> but uh, I think most people from the mainland are overqualified for jobs yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it, it, it's hard. It's hard wrapping my head around. And, you know, it's just if, if that's going to work out long term, I just need to to, to find some source of uh, uh, purpose outside my job, I think. We're going to talk about that, too. So, I mean, what was the transition? What, what were you doing back home? Something related to this type of stuff? Yeah. So what was the transition between that job back home in Portland and the coming to the one here? Like, did you instantly see like, oh, wow, we don't do it like this or... Wow, that would never get a, we would never get away with that here, or, or you know, like that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. can you talk about the different without yeah, getting yourself I, in I trouble? I don't want to necessarily <laughs> throw anyone under the yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah, you don't anything. have to throw anybody under the bus. But uh, yeah, there's some there's some pretty huge differences, and yeah. I think that uh, uh, you know, I, I came from one of the largest employers in the state of Oregon, so I'm used to having access to basically. Steve works there. I mean, I used to have an access to you know everything at my disposal, yeah. whether it's manpower, money, expertise, resources. We can call in whatever contractors we need if we can't get it done ourselves. Uh, Here it takes like you have to go through all this bullshit, dude. I can't get a ninety-nine cent filter for something that I'm, I'm working not on. Not fucking joking, dude. This, I hear this story all the time. She probably can't get a pack of pencils. Spend hours, <laughs> hours, and hours on labor. <laughs> no problem, but. She just she probably just says fuck it I'm going to friggin' Walgreens and buying them myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah those ones that are already sharpened too. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not like there's a shortage I mean, of money. You can't find a sharpener. <laughs> they they got tons of money. <laughs> what? They have tons of they money. They have tons of money. And what the fuck is happening? <laughs> you know the people. Bureaucracy, people man. In power, man. Yeah. The people in power are using the the money for uh, their personal. Uh, uh, preferences you know they, they're they're not necessarily uh um, spreading the wealth yeah so i mean you you made it so you're in a transition do you feel do you feel good right now do you like feel no. like okay no i don't okay well, can we talk about why you don't really feel good right now next week we'll continue with part two of finding purpose in hawaii with big island mike and sammy Oh 
How you look at it, it's still aloha. Be pono, be righteous.
hello and aloha means goodbye and aloha means i love you and i wanna take it higher i wanna get higher 